0: Talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsey Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy. everyone. I'm here today coming at you live without Danny. He's over at the house with the kids and I'm going to talk to you about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. The reason I'm talking about motherhood today is because I've had a lot of people reach out to me. A lot of friends reach out to me and ask me questions about motherhood and how I make it look so easy. And it's interesting because I don't, even I haven't even noticed what they notice until they've been telling me these things. And, you know, they've said things like, gosh, even the way you talk about your kids, I can just tell that you are so content and at peace and, and um, loving what you're doing. Like, tell me more, what are you doing? (laughs) And honestly, it's been really hard for me to put my finger on it, but I've taken some time to kind of see what, what, what I do do, what could be different, what, what has made a difference for me. And surprise, surprise, it's been coaching. And it's interesting because I found coaching to help me with my relationship with my husband, right? Because I was really stressed out and struggling with his porn use and, you know, with a lot of other stuff going on in our marriage and, you know, One thing when I sell coaching to people, I always tell them the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so working on one thing helps anything. And this is like the perfect example of how me getting coaching on my marriage has had this positive externality that I am so grateful for. (laughs) Can you tell? It's so near and dear to my heart because I love motherhood and it matters And it's really important to me that I have a loving, connected relationship with my children. And thanks to these coaching tools that I teach my women and obviously apply in my own life, I love motherhood and I'm very happy and content. And so I'm going to, that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. And again, I just want to reiterate, I don't do it perfectly, but I think for me, you know, I used to spend a lot more time worrying about what other moms were doing and what I wasn't doing and things like that. And when Danny got sick about five years ago and stopped working due to his mental illness and stuff like that, I really quickly had to prioritize and just kind of cut things out, kind of cut out the fat. And, you know, I started kind of carving out my own journey, my own unique motherhood, motherhood journey and I started making decisions based on my unique set of circumstances and what worked for me. And it was a little bit scary. I will tell you guys, it was a little bit scary to just start making my own interpretations of different rules and different things that I've been taught and deciding, hey, what works for me here? You know, maybe I can't get to church every Sunday on time <laughs> with my alone with my three kids. But guess what? I'm making it to church and I was working till two in the morning last night and I'm making it to church today. So maybe I'm late, but maybe I'm just going to call that a big fat victory, you know, little things like that. So, um, you know, a lot of us still, I'm going to talk about why, why a lot of us find ourselves comparing and despairing in motherhood. And I want you to understand that if this is you and if you can relate in any way, cause I know I did a lot of this and I probably, I'm sure I still do. Um, why it makes sense. Okay. And it's not a problem. If you do any of this, it actually just makes sense because, you know, when we go to school, we naturally find friends that we are like naturally and we find ourselves comparing to them. Like it's very normal in our species to, you know, that whole like attract attracts like thing. Um, You know, and for me, when I went to school, I wanted, we want to blend in. Most of the time or only send out when it's to our advantage advantage and sometimes not even then. And, you know, some of us got compared by our parents. We get compared, you know, we compare ourselves to our neighborhood, our neighbors and things like that. Um, You know, she's the glamorous one. She's the athletic one. So I might, I must not be because she's this and I'm a huge crown fan. I'm actually making my way through it for the second time. (laughs) And I don't know if this is factual, but that those episodes where um, the king talks to his daughters and one daughter is a pride and the other is his joy that stuck with them. They, they show how that stuck with them for years and decades, and they both found themselves wanting what they didn't have. And so those things matter. And so if you find yourself comparing yourself to other people, it just makes sense all right. This is our brain in survival mode. It's scanning for evidence to keep us safe and secure. And we're, you know, we want to create, do whatever we can to create this to create certainty in our certainty in our lives. Even though a lot of times this certainty that we think that we're creating is usually more of an illusion. So if we've carried these socialized beliefs, any of these, like maybe it was, we compared ourselves to friends when we were younger, right. And or siblings and things like that. But the thing is, is like becoming a mother doesn't just magically change all that, right. We carry, if we don't do any thought work on this, then we can carry these socialized belief systems into our motherhood. And it just makes so much sense. All right. And it might be making, if this is you, it might be making you miserable. Okay. And I don't think we always realize this, but sometimes our lower brain makes us believe that a lot of this stuff is really, really important, like so important, right? So here's the thing. We used to do these things and maybe to some extent as a kid, it felt like a matter of life or death. It used to be a matter of life or death. Like it. that's what it felt like. And I want you to focus on the word it used to. It used to be a matter of, feel like a matter of life or death to blend in or to stand out or to compare or whatever it is, right? And it doesn't have to be anymore. Okay. So our brains are going to keep looking for evidence of whatever we decide to have it. We want it to look for so, let's decide where we want to put that. Where we want to put um where we want to put blinders on or maybe where we want to like where we want to start turning our what we want to turn our head towards. All right? So, I think the biggest thing that helped me um in my own motherhood was just to decide that what just about every other woman who was doing as a mother is irrelevant. <laughs> And yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes we are going to like ask questions and get a little bit of validation here and there and find out things like, yes, of course we have friends. And as women, we're meant, we're not meant to be isolated in our own houses. We are meant to be with other people and support each other and have like deep connectedness. So that is true. But if we're always comparing ourselves to other women, so much so that we're not even tapping into ourselves to see what. resonates with us, then I want to say that we might have, we might, there might be some stuff that we're doing. That's just irrelevant. Okay. And a big part of that is because what other women are doing, you guys, it's not always what is what we see isn't what is. If you remember that podcast episode about my husband, um, where I talked about my husband gaming, like crazy, and it like drove me crazy. You know, here I was looking at someone I perceived to be doing very lazy things and not contributing to the family. And I didn't think it was fair. And I lived with this person and you would think, oh yeah, like if you live with this person, you know, you know what they're capable of, you know, this, you know, this, but you know what, you guys, I didn't know. Right. On the surface, he was gaming and it was driving me batty. But in hindsight, what we've both learned is that, you know, he was recovering from some serious childhood trauma. His amygdala was working on overdrive and he appeared all exhausted all the time and I didn't get it. And so with motherhood, it's the same. What you see is not what you see And these other mothers. It isn't what is, and it doesn't even mean that, you know, she's struggling or suffering somewhere else. She very well may be, or may not be. It's irrelevant. Okay. Even if it appears that another woman has it all together, it's irrelevant. We all have ebbs and flows in our lives. Our ebbs and flows and seasons will always be different than those around us. Even those people we grew up with. Okay. I will say when I got, when my husband got sick, one, my, one of my best friends was just coming out of maybe one of her, if it was an ebb, you know, one of her times of where she had to spend a lot of time receiving help. And I was just going into a season of needing a lot of help. Right. So it didn't match like where our periods where we're able to give and receive, they don't match up with neighbors or with other women. And they don't, we don't want them to, because that person, showed up and supported me more than like, I'm getting so emotional, but she was there for me when I needed help so much that I couldn't say no. Right. And so just know with all these women, even if whether, you know, maybe they do have it all together and that's totally fine. We're going to have those seasons for ourselves too. It's just irrelevant to wonder why or wonder anything like that. If it's taking you away from learning more about you. Okay, so there are times where we give more, there are times where we give less, and we get to decide how that looks for us. Okay, so if comparing is irrelevant, then what does relevant motherhood look like? I love the idea of relevant motherhood, because then we can just ask ourselves when stuff comes up and we need to make decisions, right? Is this relevant? Is this relevant? Okay, So when I think about relevant motherhood, I think about relevant motherhood as you deciding what works for you. I think of it as you spending energy on yourself and thinking about what you want and not what you think you should want or not what others think that you should want. It's you carving out your dreams and your life based on your absolute beautiful, unique set of experience that no other human has. Relevant motherhood is you knowing that it's not going to look the way everyone thinks your action should look and letting it be okay, being willing to go forward in that anyway. All right. Relevant motherhood is you letting people be wrong about you and loving them anyway. Relevant motherhood is you fiercely loving and protecting your beautiful self the way you would one of those beautiful newborns that you have. And here's the thing, you're probably sitting here thinking, why is she just talking about herself? Why, what about like motherhood? What about my kids? Here's the thing you guys, taking care of yourself is the thing that's gonna help you organically show up for the kids in a sustainable way that you've been wanting to. Okay, it really is. All right. And first of all, it doesn't need to be confusing or hard. I think if we just ask ourselves what looks like love, we can have so much more insight into what we want to be doing or what are making decisions and things like that. So if you care enough to listen to podcasts like this or any self-help, you know, doing any form of self-help or reading up on motherhood, guess what? You're probably doing fine. All right. I'm just going to say you're doing fine. All right. So some of you might be thinking, okay, here's, here is uh, some good information, but like, how do I implement this for me? What does this look like for me? And so I'm going to take you through, I'm going to call it the gateway to relevant motherhood. All right. And so I have a little acronym here around it, but sometimes we do need to grieve a little bit what we don't have before we move towards the motherhood or the life that we can create for ourselves. And so I think one of the first steps can be just to grieve, take some time to grieve what isn't there, you know, in your motherhood, maybe you thought it was going to be this perfect, fantastical experience where, you know, you were getting up every morning and making pancakes for your kids and waiting for them, like, you know, excitedly after school every day. And, And, you know, that you were going to be their best friend when they were teenagers and all the things like every expectation that you've had that hasn't come to fruition, just let yourself grieve that and let it be okay. All right. That, that it didn't turn out that way. Okay. So step one, grieve step two, accept, right? Accept where you're at, accept where your family's at, just kind of take some time to move into acceptance. And once we've done that, we can thirdly take the reins, right? Take the reins of our own motherhood. And it might feel a little bit scary, right? And what this, another thing that this means is just taking some ownership around our own emotions and our own experience of motherhood, because our experience of motherhood is ours, And ours only. Our reality is in our minds. And so when you take those reins, you are owning that your complete, you know, your reality of motherhood has been yours and it gets to be yours. So let's start steering and guiding it to where we want to be. Okay. And that can feel a little scary at first. I know for some people it's a little bit like (laughs) shame-inducing, because they're like, wait, what? I've had I've had power here that I didn't know or didn't have access to. And if that's you, guess what? that's okay because you didn't know, right? A lot of us don't know that how much power we have. And that's why as coaches, it can be so impactful. And once we've taken the reins, we can, you know, number four, step into ease, empowerment, and creativity, right? When we're in a space of empowerment and ease, we're open to creative solutions. Number five, willing to be alive in it all. What if we just let our kids see our humanness? So they stop expecting perfection of themselves as they get older, right? When I was a kid, I thought everyone in their thirties had everything together. I thought they had their lives together and I thought that was going to be, that's how it was going to be for me. (laughs) So it kind of came as a shock to me when that changed. And so what if letting our kids see our humanness is a big part of that? And what if living, willing to be alive in it all includes us, you know, being Alive in our pain, alive in our joy, just connected to that full emotional experience. All right, another number six: act on your knowing. Okay, relevant motherhood is acting on your knowing when others disagree with you, and it might be uncomfortable at first. But I will tell you, if you keep doing this, you will be grounded, calm, sure, and certain. You can you can do it from that space, and again. You can do it loving those people anyway, even if they don't like what you're doing. (laughs) Um, Another thing too is like, you know, with acting on your knowing, I think that a lot of that comes from creating internal validation, right? We can get all the external validation in the world from people that we love, but until we offer it to ourselves, we won't be able to feel consistently better in the way that we're like really, really wanting to. Number seven yoked, connected, rested. All right. When we are connected to our bodies and connected to ourselves, that can come and we can, you know, a lot of that comes from, first of all, being connected helps us to act on our knowing, but also when we do act on our knowing, it kind of like develops out that connectedness and trust that we're all seeking so much. So pay attention to your body. It's so smart. It knows what you need. It knows the truth from the lies. Pay attention to this power. It's so incredible. And another thing too, I put rested in there, you guys, because I think a lot of times we don't always pay attention to the marginal rate of return on our output. And so sometimes we we get a little perfectionistic and we think if we're going to have like a night out with our kids, it needs to be 100% or we don't do it at all. But here's the thing. I feel like sometimes four hours we spend prepping for something, we could have probably spent four minutes and our kids might get just about the same happiness factor from it, right? Because what they're wanting is probably the connection and attention from us. And sure, it's really fun when we've got, you know, 40 hours of crafts, but also like a piece of paper and some paint can be amazing too. So Start paying attention to, you know, projects that, you know, where you aren't rested because you're spending so much time doing, trying to like prepare everything perfectly. What if all it needs to be is you doing enough to spend some quality time with them? And what if the marginal rate of happiness return is very, very, very minimal if like very minimal based on what your input is and that way you can be more rested when you're with them anyway. All right. So I think those are ways for us to kind of get connected to ourselves so that we can pay attention to our own motherhood and how it relates to us. And I will tell you guys, one of the other benefits of this is you will have so much more energy to think about you and what you want in your life and what's fun for you, right? Because thinking about neighbors and all the other people in the world and what they're doing as mothers and what you're not doing, that takes energy, all right? Your journey is unique. Your journey is beautiful. And thankfully, it gets to be relevant only to you. You have already been carving something out. Now we're just aware and we can be more intentional about it. Lastly, I want you guys to know that wherever you are is totally okay. And if you're wanting more, it's totally 100% available to you. And it can come from getting coached. You know, maybe the priority is getting coached on your marriage, but I will tell you, getting coached on my marriage has been the thing that helps me develop out my own relevant motherhood so that I could be in the space where I am today. All right. Take care, everyone. Have a good day. Thanks for listening ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.